You are now listening to The Sooner Surge. Clear out! Clear out! Alright, welcome back to The Sooner Surge. And today in this podcast, we're joined by Jonathan Gurley of the Red River Podcast. And we're going to talk about the Oklahoma versus Texas basketball game that happened on this past Saturday. Jonathan's going to provide us with a Texas perspective of this game. Um, and then we're going to talk about the recent college football playoff semifinals that happened over this past weekend. So let's just get it started with the Texas game. What are y'all's thoughts? I'll start. This was a, a game that looked a lot like last year's Oklahoma team. Uh, couldn't close in the closing minutes. Continued, continually made mistakes down the stretch of that game in a game that I wouldn't say they ever had uh, clearly in hand, but they definitely led for the most part of that game. And just there were a couple of big plays uh, in the last three minutes of that game, one being the foul by Jacob Groves on Rice on the corner three. Uh, We can talk about that in a minute, but really it was about Oklahoma not being able to score for about 13 minutes of field goal. Uh, That was the difference in the game, in my opinion, that 13-minute stretch. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it just like you said, it looked like a lot like the team for, from a year ago where they had trouble scoring. You know, it's, they they did it against uh, Villanova, too, on the road, where they were up by double digits, I believe, in the second half, and they just kind of allowed Villanova to get back into it by turning the ball over, committing stupid fouls and doing things like that. And I think defensively, they need to find a way to create more turnovers to get easier shots. Because they, they they're a good defensive team, but they don't create a lot of turnovers. It's good shot clock defense on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, one of the things I saw, um, Jalen Hill did a pretty good job on Marcus Carr, who I'm pretty sure he was coming off a game where he hit, like, did he hit 10 threes in the game before this? Something crazy like that. Yeah. Jonathan would know. It, it yeah. was, he, he hit eight threes and had 44 points. Yeah, so – uh, OU overall contained him pretty well, but it was uh, Serge Abari Rice who kind of he, – he was ice cold from the free throw line, hit some big shots, and then Carr hit that shot. Um, the Timmy Allen offensive rebound at the end was just kind of killer. You, you got to get that rebound. Um, and then Tanner Groves, I don't think he – you can't be in foul trouble forcing us to play a walk-on against the number six team in the nation. That We can't be having that. Yeah. Tanner Groves getting into foul trouble, that's starting to become a common theme, and he's not scoring the ball very well at all this year. I mean, he's played okay offensively, but he's he's really, I mean, he kind of looked like the guy from last year where just guys were more athletic and quick than him, and he couldn't keep up with them, because I think he got two fouls in the first half. And then you had to play Godwin for like six to eight minutes straight, and then he got up to three fouls, I believe. And you were kind of well, Jackson Godwin got Godwin got abused. He got yeah, a period down by, uh, Bishop Bishop Bishop. Him. He killed him. And and Jonathan, I haven't watched a whole lot of Texas. I, I watched the Gonzaga game earlier this year, mm-hmm. but what stood out to me in this game was second half. You know, Sherfield had sixteen in the first half. Second half, when he caught the ball, they would bring a big up. They would double right off the catch, and OU never was able to figure out what to do against that. I don't know this coach that's coaching for them. They talked about him a lot on TV, but it was a great move by him, and OU can never figure it out. Yeah, Rodney Terry so far in the 
five games, I believe, he's coached in. He's been very big on second half adjustments on late on locking down the team's best scorer. And he's he, he's labeled as an offensive minded coach, but you've got to factor in how good of a defensive coach he is. Yes, in his five games have we put up ninety two and hundred and two points in those games. But you've got to factor in we we've held teams. We played a team a couple weeks ago that we held to fifteen points in the first half. So Rodney Terry's defensive adjustments and what he does better than Chris Beard is he's better at limiting a at limiting teams going on scoring runs on us. The big kind of critique of Chris Beard last year was he'd want the team to get to focus on scoring. Like if a team went on a 13 to two run, he'd want them to try and get the ball as fast as they could and go down and score and try and limit the thing. It would kind of forget the defense of aspect of the game. That was Chris Beard's big critique. And Rodney Terry seems to be limiting a lot of that in the, in his last spot in the last five games, he's been coaching the team and especially coming out of halftime with, with adjustments. I'm, I'm pretty sure Sherfield, who's one of the best three point shooters in the country hit like one shot, one or two shots in the whole second half and holding yeah. him to one of seven from three and on the broadcast, they were talking about how he is one of the best three-point shooters in the country. And yeah, holding him to one, one of seven, holding him to one of seven is just is huge. Yeah, and, and it really killed OU. You mentioned the second half adjustments. Like Grant Shortfield had 16 in the first half. He ended up with 22. And all of those points came in the last two minutes of the game. So there was like 18 minutes where Grant Shortfield didn't do anything. And he's the number one scorer for OU. And and the OU's not going to win any games in the Big 12 with Grant Sherfield not scoring for 18 minutes. No, for sure. And then I felt like Sherfield didn't help himself either because he was forcing up t- tough three-pointers and tough shots instead of Milton. Jackson, I just, Jackson, he had to. Jackson, Sherfield for about 12 minutes didn't even take a shot. So I disagree with that big time. Sherfield, though, well, about, about the defensive philosophy, uh, Porter Moser in the postgame said, the defense was the same pretty much in the second half. He was getting body blows. It was like a, he compared it the analogy to a boxer getting blows. In the first half, Sherfield made the plays. In the second half, to me, it looked like he got less aggressive, guys. We can say. Yeah, he passed off. He passed off. I don't know if he was tired. He could have been, but he wasn't uh, what he was in the first half, even though they the, the shots he made in the first half were not easy. I, I cannot recall a single wide open look that Grant had in the first half on his 16-point scoring half. Yeah, Jonathan, you said that about the runs, and that timeout after ta- after Jacob Groves hit a couple of three-pointers really killed us because mm-hmm. yeah, that- they just started shutting us down on defense. Yeah, and that, that's a big thing of Rodney Terry's that I've seen. And go, and going back to the five games he has he's coached, we have faced – Rice, Stanford, Louisiana, and Texas A&M Commerce, and even in school in games like that, if the team is building up an eight to ten point run, he immediately calls a timeout and it just will make a defensive adjustment, and then we'll create a five a five point run. And that's that's been why he's so successful. And if Chris Beard was to come back with how we're playing under Rodney Terry and the adjustments. I would be okay with Terry sticking as the full-time head coach instead of going back to Chris Beard. What about you, Hunter? What are your thoughts? Well, you guys talked about Serge Jabari Rice. He should have been ejected in the first half on that foul. After You know what I'm talking about, when he just shoved Sherfield and Jonathan's sitting there laughing. Yeah, like, I mean, he knows it's true. He knows it's true. And, and we would have won from that. It's just – 
I don't know. I feel like if there's going to be any sort of coach, though, fired after year two in Oklahoma, it's uh, Porter Moser. That's, that's just what I think. I, I don't know. I'm talking more about, you know what I'm talking about, Timothy Bailey, all that stuff with Venables. It would be Porter. Like, there's oh, a good chance. I, I see, yeah. yeah, yeah. that's what I'm getting. That's what I'm getting at. Like, I, I do think that it is almost close to time to start questioning it. On we're not winning games that we should win. The Big Twelve is so difficult to win in. So hey, hold up, have hold up. You have a home hold game up, and you have the opportunity to win. What, Jason? Hold up for a second. I'm I'm speaking specifically to you and Jeremy at this point because you two on this Moser bandwagon that you just don't like him as a coach, and you guys said that was a game that oh you should have won. You're playing the number sixteen. You're in minutes. the game. You have a. Ch- Hunter, listen, 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 Hunter, Hunter, if you look at OU's roster, other than Shearfield, when you look at the Groves brothers, I like the Groves brothers, but they're not at, they're not very athletic. That's the point. When you go against big guys, OU can't, like the Bishop dude was just torching them down low. They they can't they what do you they, until Moser gets a big guy he, he needs an athletic you pick. can't judge Moser until he gets a big okay. guy. how long is it going to be then how long is it going to be Jason that's what I I'm getting at Moser Porter Moser he's had two recruiting cycles now he's got he's got some guys coming in okay so I I know he's got and I'm not even a huge – you, you would probably criticize me and, and know that it's true. I've been one who's been critical of Porter Moser. He hasn't won some big games. Okay, He's always won with less. That's who Porter Moser is. Uh, his previous coaching stint, uh, he, he won with less. That, that's what he was known for. I don't get last year why we didn't play Marvin Johnson, who was the most athletic guy on the team until the NCAA tournament, barely got in the games. Bamasil is the most athletic guy we got probably outside Jalen Hill. He had Otego weighs more athletic. Great game, had a great game at Arkansas, and what Porter Moser said was, this is a game he played athletic game. He plays well in athletic when against athletes. Never saw the floor yesterday. Are you at practice? No, I'm not at practice. Obviously I'm not, but that's ridiculous that he did not see the floor at all, guys. So, uh, how do you know he should have? Unless there's a behind the scenes thing, should he have played Brody? I, I was fine with who hey, he played. OU has to play more players. They're not deep enough. Yeah, they're only playing more. seven to eight guys in the three. The bench, and, points, the bench points was 27 it, to five. Yes. That, that's yeah. what lost you the game. Yeah. It, if, it, there were, if there wasn't an academic issue or some kind of discipline issue, should Joe Bamisil have played in the game yesterday? Jay and Brody. He should. He should. Yeah. I don't know. I was fine with who Moser played. Hey, but listen. They just got a score. Listen, Jeremy and and Hunter and Jackson, y'all were at the game, and we had this argument a little bit, and I don't know what Jonathan thinks of it, but OU wins that game if Jacob Groves doesn't foul the dude from three. That is not on Jacob Groves. That is not on Jacob Groves. Stop saying it is. The, there was uh, what do you mean it's not on the Jabari Rice dude? He he pump fakes all the time and it gets a lot of people. So Jacob Grove should have been aware he's probably gonna pump fake well, and not jump back. Hunter, Jay, Hunter, I'm surprised I'm so on this because you know Porter Moser said that uh, that's not a on Groves. And now you started to go back yesterday in text thread once Moser said that, and now you're back on it again. 
No, I'm, I'm listen, 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 Jacob Gross. Listen, all I'm saying is y'all were on y'all were saying it was a horrible call. I, I'm not saying it wasn't a I mean it was a it was a, a call that could go either way. I understand, but he jumped he definitely jumped. I saw the replay multiple times. He jumped at him from a distance. You can't do that. You can't do it. You can't do of, it with the game on the line. You that's one of the best pump fake drive right guys in the NCAA. Well, true. And then also the amount of times Texas guards were allowed to jump into our center's chest and it's a foul on our guys was ridiculous. It happened at least four, four times. And Jeremy and Hunter, I pointed it out several times. It was a common theme. What what Porter and, Mose and then in the second half, whenever OU would start to get uh, momentum of the game, there would be tic tac foul calls like little bitty hand touches outside. It happened to Godwin twice. The, the charge call was off. What Porter Moser is upset about is the they called the flop in the first half on Jacob Groves when there was actual contact. He's saying that the coaches got to get around, get talking and, and talk to the officials. They got to change that rule because if there's enough contact, okay, then it's not a flop. But then in the second half, Tanner Groves puts his elbow. What Porter was saying is Tanner Groves puts his Elbow there to lock up the guy. The guy's initiating contact every single time. I can't remember the big man. Initiating contact every single time. And Groves gets two fouls pretty quickly when he's just trying to, I mean, what's he supposed to do? Just let him get bullied over? They, they got to change some things in that aspect. John, Jonathan, you, you watched it, I'm sure. What do you think of the Jacob Groves, Groves three? And Jay, it wasn't with a minute 15. It was 208 score was 60 to 57. I think that was a time that it happened. They tied the game. What what I said, oh, you would have had I said, oh, you would have had the ball with the minute 45 left up three, and that's true. I I think that I, I, I had a Jabari Rice has done that so many times this year already. The amount of times he's drawn three free throws on a play like that, that's what I thought was going to happen with the shot clock winding down and him in the corner. I knew he was going to chuck up something like that to try and get that call. And he did. I mean, he, he's been doing it so much that if he keeps getting the calls, at what point is it going to become a smart play by Jabari Rice to be able to draw that? most of the time, feeling confident enough to chuck up a bad three and get three free throws out of it. I think it's a smart play by Jabari Rice. And they were talking about that on the broadcast about how it was a smart play that he know he knew he could get out to the corner and try and draw a foul shooting. The only question was, was it a two or a three? And after looking at the replay, it was obvious it was a three. So I think it was a smart play by Jabari Rice. I mean, his seven free throws are the biggest reason Texas won that game because he did not have a good day shooting from the field. He was two of seven. But those seven free throws he had yeah. were the biggest part. And that's why I'm saying that that foul is is 100% on Jacob Groves because he, he just said it. That dude pump fakes and does all that all well, the time. You so got to let him go around you. You got to let him yeah, drive. Let him go around you. Let him go to the help help defense. You can't jump on something like that. I mean, that's that's all. I'll end it with this. Joe Bamisil, great defender, probably would have done just as good a job on that guy right there. Could have had him in late game situation. I don't know, athletic. Yeah. Okay. Right. Before we hey, before we move on to football, guys, what are your thoughts on OU NCAA tournament this year or no? Yes, I I think I think they do. I think of eventually with having a guy like Sherfield, you're going to be able to win more close games because you you have the guy that can score for you. Now, 
how how many more close games? I don't know because obviously they're all going to be close. They're yeah. all going to be in close. The big and here's what well, and then also, to. and then also, the thing is, is whenever you get great crowds like that in the LNC, you have to take advantage of that and win those games because whenever you go on the road in conference play, it's going to be so hard to win. Well, what it's going to come down to, you you got to find a way to win one of your next three because you could very easily go. 0-4 in your first four conference games with Iowa State, then you got Tech, and you go to Kansas. You could lose all four of those games. Huh? If you lose to Iowa What? Fire Moser. Wait, Jeremy, have you been aware of anyone that Iowa State has? Do you even know who Iowa State is? Yeah, do you even know Iowa State beat on Saturday? They beat the number one team in the country earlier this year. Yeah, exactly. They're not. Beat it. Huh? Ranked opponent, guys. If you can't beat any of these teams, you're not going. They're not going to the NCAA. What is the cricket wireless internet? Yeah, you're cutting <laughs> out so much. We can't understand you. Dude's new phone is an iPhone six. I'm on a new iPhone that I got. Can you hear me now? <laughs> Wait. Yeah, do you have well, headphones in? Six or eight. Can't be Iowa. No, we can't. If you can't be, <laughs> you get a six or eight iPhone six or eight, or a new Android. A third. <laughs> I think he's trying to say if you can't beat Iowa State, Porter Moser needs to be fired. I think that's what he was getting at. Well, Jeremy, Jeremy's calling for every coach in the Oklahoma. Oh, athletic program to be fired already, so. Yeah. Wait, hey, Jay, 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 did he ever call for Kruger yeah. to be fired? He always called for Kruger to be fired. He, he didn't like Kruger. I'm sure if Patty Gasol oh. didn't lose one game. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> now, I, Jeremy, Jeremy we you can talk all you want. Fired. Hey, Brody and Jay, can you hear me now? Now, <laughs> if we lose the I what we right now, <laughs> Jeremy, well, you should just turn your Wi-Fi off on your phone. Turn your Wi-Fi off and go without Wi-Fi on. If I just turned it back on, what uh, were you saying? You, you you're saying to fire Porter Moser if they lose to Iowa State? No, that's what you're I saying? was saying. No shot at making the NCAA tournament if you can't beat Iowa State at home. If you think we're gonna you can't say no shot. Now, if you lose your next four games, you have a pretty slim chance. It's a gauntlet. It's going to be tough. And guys, we're at NIT bound, boys, according to Jeremy. Jonathan, is Texas the best team in the Big 12? Uh, I'd say if we can beat Baylor. Baylor's the only real team we struggled in the Big 12 against the, uh, against in the past couple of years. If you look like we've, we've beaten Kansas, I think five or six straight times almost, or maybe beaten, maybe they've beaten us once. So I think the ultimate test for Texas will be how they do against Baylor. Uh, Cause that's a team that's kind of always given us fits the past couple, couple seasons. Um, but yet if yesterday is any sign, it's going to, it's going to be hard. And I, I personally think OU will make the tournament. That was a great game for them, for them yesterday. We have been, in it with Rodney uh, Terry as our coach, he we've scored 87, 72, 197, and we were held to 70 points yesterday. 
only shooting nine of twenty-five from three, and our best, one of our best, not nine of twenty-five. I was looking at the wrong box score. Five of fifteen from three. Five of fifteen with one of our best scorers, Tyrese Hunter, going zero of three, having five points, and only only four players in double figures, which has not been very Texas like. That was the first game we were really tested. That was our first real road game this year, and I think that's major improvements for Oklahoma. If you're able to stop, if you're only if you're able to lose to the number sixteen in the country by one point and stop and hold their have a good enough defensive performance to hold them to 70 points to a school that's been averaging almost 89 a game with Rodney Terry. I mean, I think that's a major positive for Oklahoma and a step in the right direction. Yeah. I, I think we've covered everything we're in cover with that game. Um, so last night, the college football playoffs, in my opinion, the two best college football playoffs semifin- semifinals I've ever seen. Let's start with the TCU-Michigan game. What do y'all think about that game? Um, It was an instant classic. And just like you said, great playoff game. Um, You know, the best QB in the college football playoff, in my opinion, plays for TCU. He was able to pull out something for his team to win. Now, I mean, I think TCU is going to beat Georgia too. I think TCU is going to win the national championship. I know no no one else may, may think. Hold on, I gotta stop you real quick because you said Max Duggan is the best quarterback in the playoff. Yeah, so he's better than CJ Stroud. Did you watch CJ Stroud last night? CJ Stroud single handedly almost beat Georgia by himself. That's fair, but. Oh, wow. Back off, baby. Back off. His team won. His team won. He back off. He backed off. He backed off. Oh, Ohio State didn't. She's won. End of our okay. point. Did Ohio State win? Well, so Stetson Bennett better than CJ Stroud? No. Max Duggan's better than Stetson Bennett. So Max Duggan was 14 of 29 yesterday for yeah, 225, while CJ Stroud was 23 of 34 for 348 and four touchdowns. Against Duggan Georgia. had two interceptions. Against Georgia, the best defense in the country. Mm-hmm. Hunter, what are you thinking on that TCU? You uh, picked TCU. Yeah, I, I really think that they're going to be – I didn't think I, – I also picked Georgia by 30. So, uh, I really thought that it was hands down Georgia was the best team in the country. It's going to be another big-time blowout for them in Atlanta and – that Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and they did it. They were, at what, twice down by multiple possessions? Is that correct? They were down by yeah. – when I fell asleep, they were down by 11, and then they were down by 14 uh-huh. in the first quarter or whatever it was. So they they find ways to win, obviously, but I, I do think TCU is – Everyone's just so, oh, it's the Big 12, the Big 12. The Big 12 was really good this year from top to bottom, really. Like, overall, as a conference, so many games where anyone could win. And then TCU was just the team that found a way to win pretty much every time. And yesterday, they were up by a lot at one point, like, what, 18? And then had to find a way to win hold on to it, and they did it again. And I I really think that Max Duggan just has what it takes to win the national championship for TCU. Well, 
I I think this is probably the in recent history the national championship with the two least uh, I don't know the word to use. Talent, probably least talented quarterbacks, as far as if you look at their overall talent. Oh, these two both. Stop the Stetson Bennett hate. Stop the Stetson Bennett hate. He just wins. He wins. That's all that matters. No, I like Stetson Bennett. Hey, I like Stetson Bennett Hunter. But if you look at, I'm talking about recruiting rankings. You look at guys like Stroud, Caleb, Williams, all these other guys are way better. Okay. Bennett is yeah, I. I get what hey, you're saying. Where's Stetson Bennett on all the draft major draft boards? Fifth, sixth round. Hey, he's a 25 year old man cooking up. That's, a that's what I'm four. saying, Jonathan. Neither one of these guys is just like a number one draft pick or, or first rounder. Oh, and so okay, that's what well, I'm saying. It's Duggan, I feel I, I don't know if this teams. is necessarily true, but with Duggan, I think a lot of it is on him not being towards the top of draft boards is the heart condition. I think that worries a lot of NFL teams when you yeah, never know. Sure. I think Duggan, you never I, know how long he can play great, for. Duggan's been yeah, that I think guy he's for a great players. I'm not saying that at all. I, I mean, I, I Duggan was my Heisman pick this year. So, and what did he finish? Third, I would have voted second. Second, yeah, we can hear you. I think it was second. But also, also remember, Duggan didn't slice him up. They had two defensive touchdowns. He threw two interceptions, did he not? Yeah, he did too. No, you didn't say that. Hey. were not really on him. They're both yeah, they were not on him. Slice him up, though. He didn't slice him up, though, Jeremy. He didn't. I wish OU. I wish Kyler Murray OU, Baker Mayfield OU could have played that Michigan team. Is there any sort of. <laughs> what are you. Wait, what are you talking about? You tell me. Look at the stats right now and tell me how they that he sliced him up. Go tell me. Guys, oh. guys, did he say he sliced him up? Yes or no? Yes, he did. He did. I heard it. He didn't. You're right. Well, I I picked TCU. I think as well. I think Brody. Is there any? But is there any update on Kendra Miller? Because that's that's going to be a big uh, factor for TCU to have a chance. I haven't seen anything. Brody's going to look it up. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he's good, but Kendra Miller's one of the best backs in the country. Yeah. Dude, Sonny Dykes has done one heck of a job with them that point. Yeah, but I think it's just their whole their whole staff. Their whole staff. They have two yeah. really good coordinators. Look at the wide receiver coach. Garrett Riley. Malcolm. They got Garrett. Hey, Garrett Riley. Riley. First Riley to win a playoff game. Yeah, first Riley. 
Kind of like I told you that was going to happen. All right, what today. about the other game, Georgia? What What about the other game, Georgia, Ohio State? Let me say this about Ohio State, Jackson. Let, let me say this about he is a terrible big game coach, Jackson. Let, listen, let me say this about Ohio State. Ryan Day is one of the most overrated coaches, and here it is. He's Lincoln Riley 2.0. It's always offense, offense, offense. The talent they have on defense, guys, they should be shutting people down. It's ridiculous, especially a team like Georgia. To allow 41 points to 42 points to Georgia, I mean, guys, they have defensive ends that are five stars every year. And they finally have a defensive coordinator. They have a good defense. They're never physical. They're just not a physical team, and that's what the head coach, in my opinion. Yeah. Culture plays a lot. I mean, TCU was called the least physical team in the playoffs, and were the most physical team to be that we saw. So, I did not realize how small of a school TCU is. No, Ryan Day has one more year. Where's he going? I don't think an NFL team will take him. He'll be there for one more year. He'll be there for one he, more year. No, the telling test is Riley he, will be the next head coach of the Ohio State Buckeyes. Has Ryan Day beaten Michigan yet? No. Yeah. I thought yeah. he did. Does it? Because I think if he goes, what, three straight years, if they lose next year, three straight years losing to Michigan, I, that's enough to get him out. Michigan, though. Especially no more Michigan. OU hate when it comes to the playoffs. We need to talk about Michigan. Back-to-back years of seven consecutive possessions to start off the game without a touchdown. Back-to-back years. Exactly. What is Ohio State's record in the playoff right now? Hey, but the, my biggest complaint about him last night was when they had two timeouts. They're on the 32, 33-yard line at the end of the game. They could have got five or six more yards and made that field goal kicker a little more comfortable, but they do two just whack plays. They have two timeouts, could have ran the ball, could have done anything, and that's what he threw out there. I thought that was pretty weak. Hey, what's Ohio State's playoff record? Three and four. They won the first year. Yeah, three and four. Mm-hmm. They won it in 2014. How many, how many wins are under Ryan Day, though? Does he have any? Wait. No, he went to the what? national championship. He went to the yeah. national championship. Yeah, in 2021. They lost their- yeah. When they beat But they lost – and they lost, yeah. And Sermon had like three, three hundred that game. And then, and uh, then they lost the national championship by forty. Right now. Jeremy, <laughs> you do kind of look like Ryan Day, Jeremy. Who's the Panthers? Where I don't think he's leaving this year. 
Lincoln Riley will be the he, next head coach of the Buckeyes. He ain't going. He's he's too scared. He's not going to the Pac-12 then. Yeah. Yeah. I he's going to be so, the, yeah. he should be like a top five pick. Yeah. The Broncos not are not taking a token the court. Do you watch NFL football? Wilson. <laughs> they have two hundred and forty <laughs> million investment in Russell Wilson. The Panthers could take him, and they don't have a. Head the Broncos don't have a pick. Seattle has their pick. Yeah, the Broncos. Yeah. That's right. So the Broncos can get him. They're paying Russell Wilson fifty-four million dollars for the next six years. No, no. See, Seattle's not getting rid of Pete Carroll. He's a quarterback wizard. You see what he did with Geno Smith? The Panthers. Yeah. You can have CJ Stroud on there. The Panthers are such the Panthers a bad organization. The Panthers were Matt Corral last year, though. They, they and guess what? They're going to face this challenge. They're a terrible franchise. Gosh. They're awful. If you have, if you need a quarterback, who are you taking first? Is it CJ Stroud? Is it Bryce Young? Bryce Young, 100%. Oh, no. I'm disagree. Taking, I'm taking Stroud. You know, I might would go with that. Bryce, it's Bryce Young. Did you see what he did yesterday? Anthony Richardson. I was high on him at the beginning of the season, but then. I'm taking Stroud every day. That doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter to me. I'm taking the best player. How's the TCU team? Does Stroud have a Heisman? Bryce Young underperformed this year. Guys, he had pretty bad. But well, how much of that was the talent around him? Though? The this difference is- from them going, yes, what, 11 wins? Hey, but Bryce Young, you take Bryce Young off that team, Bama has five wins. Yeah. That's the only – Bryce Young's that's, the only reason they beat Texas. That's they almost lost to A&M. No. They almost lost to A&M. They, they won by, what, one point? Go look at you take Bryce Young off that team. Who played in that? They have five wins, not Bryce Young. Yeah, that's they, true. They, back they, in that they, game. they don't beat Texas Bryce without Young Bryce Young. Off of them, they're worse exactly. Than that's another loss. <laughs> wow. Wow. I disagree. Wow. Disagree. I, Bryce Young underperformed this year. Go look at his stats. But Bryce Young won them games. Also, that's what I'm getting at. Wait, didn't Bryce Young have over four thousand passing yards or, or not? Or is that he had? He had to have been pretty close because he's out. This wide. year, yeah, I thought they said almost nine thousand. thousand this year. I thought that's what he they said. Bryce on the Young threw for broadcast. I, I wasn't watching the game. I wasn't at home. Oh, Bryce Young had three thousand three hundred and twenty-eight yards, thirty-two touchdowns, five interceptions this year. That's great. He did not underperform. Whoever said he underperformed? And he had three twenty-one yesterday. Hey guys, guys, four of their games are against like Division two schools, non-con. So I'm pretty sure they played the, he two bad non-conference opponents. They played Texas too. Another game. Dude, if they didn't have Bryce Young, they lose to Texas. They don't have Bryce Young, they lose to Ole Miss. We might still beat them because we didn't have. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. I said he underperformed. I would take C.J. Stroud over him. Many games they only lost one to Michigan. Does not perform well in the the rivalry games. 
Well, even even in the Michigan game, the uh, Michigan game, CJ Stroud still threw for three fifty. Yeah, he was pretty good that game, except for the interception. The, the the two interceptions is what affected it. It's a it's a it's a dumb argument. They're both going to be top five. So what did he say? What did you say? He can't what? play. What? I don't remember seeing that. They're they're both they're both going to be top five hey, quarterbacks. They're both. Jonathan, you're a former Texans season ticket holder. Texans are what? What pick are they going to have? Top five, somewhere in there. Number, number uh, one. And that's number what one. I was thinking. But who who do you want them to pick out of Bryce Young, CJ Stroud? I think I think the pick I think the picks Bryce Young. I think the picks Bryce Young. He's more he's Bryce Young's one of those guys that I think he could succeed. I think the Texans personally need to need to draft Bryce Young and Quentin Johnson in the first round this year. They need to get their they need to get their number one wide receiver and their and their new franchise quarterbacks. They lost their other franchise quarterback. I think I think with, if the offensive line makes improvements, if they re-sign Tunsil, I think with Bryce Young, Quentin Johnson, this team could win three games next year. Hey, they played good down the stretch. Yeah. They played pretty good here lately. Damn, hey, are they going to sell the team? So, yeah, hey, guys, who's going to win? Guys, the Eagles are going to lose to the Saints. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. B, it because if matter. they lose to the Giants and if the Vikings win their next two games, they get the first seed. The Vikings aren't going to be the first seed. Yeah, Dallas can still win the division. Win the division, yeah. No, they're not. Yeah, they, can. they can. They can. They can. If Philly loses Vikings today and next week, and Dallas wins, they get the That's division back to back. What division? But but, but it doesn't Wait, matter. No, no. Still get get the one seed. Hurts isn't the playing today. Cowboys are four. Yeah, but Gardner Minshew still had a good game last week. He's not but a bad quarterback. Hurts. He's not hurts though. Jalen Hurts is the MVP. Yeah. Agree or disagree? Yeah. We're seeing it right now. MVP yeah, Patrick Mahomes is going to throw for like 5,000 yards and almost 40 he touchdowns. Like so in the I NFL, think... though. Yeah, that's that's impressive that he can put it up for multiple years. Yes. Yeah. He's not really that hurt. They're just resting him. Maybe so. Maybe so. All right, who wins next week? National champion. TCU, give me TCU. TCU. They're gonna pull it out. I want to go. I want to go Georgia, but I, I've got to say TCU. Georgia. I would be picking Ohio State if if Ohio State won. Yeah, Jackson interrupted you. They're they're going to twelve teams anyway. That should be better. Hey, here's the big deal. I, I I'm going to probably say. I'm going to say TCU too, just because from the heart. I, Georgia probably win, but I'm I'm picking TCU. I think 
<laughs> I can't I can't talk up on both sides of my mouth here. So I'm taking TCU. Hey, when does this when does the schedule come out? No, I don't want to talk about this. About what? I do not want to talk about Timothy Bailey. Can we please not? <laughs> Wait, what'd you call him? <laughs> what? Bad journalism. <laughs> what about it? No job. What about it? Guys, Brandon Drum saved his career from these Twitter arguments. Ag- agree or disagree? Yeah, dude, I actually like Drum now. Like, Drum, like, like taking time out of his day to shut this dude up at midnight last night was very good. Facts. Hoggers. Big 12 schedule needs to come out soon. Can't can't wait to see OU and Texas going to BYU. They're going to go to Cincinnati, going to go to UCF, going to go to Houston. Yeah. yeah. Under three. Uh, they're they're going to get one each this year. One each. One each. Yeah. It'll be a meaningless one that doesn't affect anything. Oh, yeah. It'll be – for OU, it'll be against Arkansas State. Ours will be against Rice. Yep. Go for a sack on JT Daniels. Georgia's already 13-and-a-half-point favorites. Opening. I'm going to take the under on that right now. Boys – what is TCU done? Jeremy, 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 I'm starting prize picks now. Oh, gosh. Hey, hey, hey here's the deal about this. You know it. No, I'm not. Hey, this TCU-Georgia matchup. Yeah, Jay, you're hey, listen. to start it. I can't just see it on your face. He's like, oh, my God. I'm not. Hey. TCU, they're, not, they're an underdog by 13. Is that what you said? Yeah, it's 13 and a half for Georgia. So what TCU has, though, that Ohio State does not have is they actually have a defense. But TCU can also stretch the field with Quentin Johnson. And Georgia's pass, vertical passing game defense is not good. Yeah, so they got think the TCU's gonna put up a bunch of the whole game, except whenever he got hit on an absolutely – Nasty hit. The kid, the kid should have been kick, kicked out for hitting him like that. I mean, I I think personally on this targeting rule, I think it needs to be overhauled. And here's what I'm saying: you can have targeting, you can have a rule, but even in the TCU Michigan game, that last play that they reviewed, luckily they didn't call it targeting. But I'm like, these guys have busted their butt for 40 minutes. You got a three second play at the end of the game, and a guy accidentally puts his head lower going to try to stop. I think that's got to be fixed. When when the game's on the line and you got – I mean, I, I think it's outrageous. Well, and really. then, it's a dumb school. You're, you're talking to guys that are throwing their bodies out there for 40 minutes, and a guy tries to make a play at the end and they're going to call targeting. That's a joke. Targeting won't go away until they can do I, I something to fix concussions. 
It's just gonna keep on getting more. I, I watched the the when watching the last play of the TCU game. It looked like targeting, but I texted Hunter. It, even though it looks like targeting, I understand the no call. Like that's a that's a perfect I no agree. call. It, it, it was it's a like, great no call you, on a, on a play where the where JJ McCarthy's not paying attention and the snap hits his knee to send TCU to the national championship. You cannot call targeting on that play in that circumstances. I agree. When, it was, it was going down, and it's always the targeting when the player's going down, and the uh, player the player they're tackling changes their body, and they end up hitting yeah. them like that. He it's always those. Yeah, it's, it's always just it's so hit or miss. It, I think it was a perfect no call, and they got it right. Yeah, I agree. Hey, Jay, you've been very critical of Ohio State's defense. Do you think there's any chance Jim Knowles was fired after one year? I don't think he's fired, no. But I I don't know if it's and I said this earlier where I think it's a it's a thing about your head coach and, and they they focus so much on their offensive and I, I'm not at practice, I don't know how they do their practices, but their physicality on defense with the players they have should be way better. Like even in the in the tackles on the defensive line, they have these guys that are that were highly touted five-star guys everybody was wanting. They should not be allowing 50 points to Michigan and 40 points to Georgia that are really – those teams are, are more considered, I would say, you don't look at those as spread offenses. You look at those as more power teams. So they're getting physically manhandled. Got to get them. Got to get them. I mean, he was one He's of the top. Of the where, where would he go? Where would he go? Jeremy, Jeremy and where Hunter. Every time a guy enters the portal, hey, Jeremy and Hunter. Every, every time, time a guy hits the portal or a, guy, a coach gets fired, you're like, oh you, oh you, oh you. It's every time. Do you like covered wagons? A quarterback enters the portal. So I know you. Hey, I've actually never tweeted that before, and I believe you've done that, Brody. I'm pretty sure you've tweeted that before. Uh-huh. I could be wrong. Yeah, I've never done that. So it's just not. A, I have. <laughs> I think Kelly is coming. Personally, I, I don't. I don't. I wish. What? If they win a national championship, why? I he. Better not leave Texas. He bet he is the is he a receiver coach there? Receiver yeah. coach. We got a five star. We got two. I think top thirty receivers this year. In this yeah, he's class. a great recruiter. And, and, and if you look, he's the reason Jordan Addison won the Blitnikoff Award at Pitt. He was the wide receiver coach there. And Jordan Addison, if it wasn't for Lincoln Riley throwing all the extra money at him, hey, we'll get you a house if you come here. Jordan Addison would be at Texas. 100% if Lincoln Riley and USC did John, not give him a house and a bunch of money. Yeah, yeah, but, but, yeah, but Texas is off an all a lot, too. So. He's he is like 
he is so intertwined. Like he's the coach everybody talks about at Texas. Anytime it's like, well, what coach did did this in recruiting? Because he's when you look at recruiting, he's not just in on the receivers. Him, the the three biggest reasons for our recruiting class besides Sark are him, Jeff Choate, and Jeff Banks. I mean, those guys are the reason we got this number three recruiting class in the country. And Marion, he played a he played a large role in that because he actually was in on some most of the defensive guys we got in this recruiting class. Played a and played a big reason I want to say in Darian Gallette committing to Texas. But with how much he's talked about and how much he's praised, he's like Gary Patterson and where they're the university's gonna do everything in their power to not let him leave. Hey, if he leaves it's because he's tired of dealing Gary- with Sark showing up to work drunk every day. He's he's not he's not we back saw it the other night. Yes, yes no. he is. You don't snap like that unless he you is are. Not. Yeah. But the thing is, is like you've got to look. Sark's always been amped uh, amped up before every game. He's always jumping up. Dude, that's like, not amped up. That's just crazy. Like he's no, 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 no. I'm not saying I'm not. No, Hunter, I'm not saying he's like the amped up is from like it's from him screaming, is cussing out the guy. I'm just saying he's always locked in and getting amped up and doing something where I could see before a bowl game, his first bowl game at Texas as a head coach. I could, I could see why he maybe have snapped, but not to the level he did snap. He gets amped up by drinking before games. <sighs> Okay, so the statement from Chris Beard's fiance that's kind of like a a damage control defense statement, it felt like I didn't plan on getting him arrested and I didn't plan on pressing charges. I, if I think you got to see how the players react to it because if it's good, if him coming back is going to affect the locker room for how deep the 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 culture of Texas basketball is. I mean that that's our slogan. It's culture. Our like little team slogan is a T-shirt that says culture with the T being like the tech like the Texas logo. So if he, if it's going to massively affect the culture and Rodney Terry so far has kept these guys close and. Took like we played a game. The reason, only reason, we went to overtime with Rice was we played that game the day Chris Beard got arrested. Chris Beard got arrested that morning, and we had to go play a game. So Rodney Terry was able to get the guys calm enough to play a game and still score eighty-seven points that day. So if Rodney Terry can keep up the offense, the defensive adjustments, fixing the issues that were the critiques of Chris Beard last year. And if he can keep these guys good and the culture good, I would not hate Rodney Terry becoming the full-time head coach. It all depends on the culture and the lasting effects of Chris Beard coming back into the locker room. Thank you for having me.